The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 52. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice, together they sing for joy. For eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together in singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from Hebrews chapter 1. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you, or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Please stand now for the Alleluia in verse. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. 
In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. As we come together this Christmas day, and as we sing that hymn, it sort of reminds me of a chant, you know, a Gregorian chant, beautiful. You can almost hear the people singing it all in unison. In fact, let's try that just for that first verse in unison without any accompaniment. Well, at least we'll try, right? Because we got to practice this. Of the Father's love begotten, ere the world's began to be, He is Alpha and Omega, He the source, the ending, He of the things that are that have been, and that future years shall see, evermore and evermore. Isn't that beautiful? The truth that comes through those words, and it's not a hard melody. You see how great it is when words get paired with music that stir our hearts. Can you imagine hearing a choir of 500 men singing that in a monastery in the 12th century? You know, those echoey monastery sanctuaries and hearing the echoes of the voices. Just imagine that space and how God can fill even the most empty of spaces to its fullest. 
Now, you and I, we heard today in our gospel reading a text that, well, while it's a gospel reading, is full of theology, okay? It's not just a story, but it is doctrine as well. And so there we hear about this word, this Jesus, the Christ, who is the word of God, who not only was in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word is God, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. So we hear already about this word of God and it starts with the words in the beginning. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about something in the beginning, I normally think Genesis, right? I don't know any of you that would look up Proverbs for that. See, we'd look to Genesis in the beginning, the start of things, the start of creation. But here in John's Gospel, we get a feeling that the Word of God is not only at creation, but existed before. That that Word of God is indeed the only begotten Son of God, the one who through made everything. See, God worked through Jesus to make all that there is. And Jesus becomes the Word in flesh. Now, how do we describe a word in flesh? Well, one might say that it's a word that's pregnant. Okay? You know, we sometimes talk about, you know, that a word sometimes is so filled with meaning, it is like it's pregnant, it's about to give birth, it's so full. And it's like dripping out truth all over the place. And that's the kind of word our God has. A word that made everything and yet comes and lives in human flesh. Now I, you know, we've all seen pictures of Jesus and Many times the ancient medieval artists would color in a halo over top of Jesus, signifying that he's holy. Like there's some holiness escaping through the pores of his head somehow, creating this light. That's the kind of word, though, that John gives us this morning. The word became flesh. The Word became in human flesh for us. God, the infinite, the Almighty that fills the entire universe, cosmos and beyond, now is inside of flesh. So can, we, can our minds actually grasp that in some way or fashion? that the creator of all things, the very Son of God, is now a little baby. 
defenseless, poor, suffering under the cold just like we do, excited about warmth like we are, looking for relationships like we are, enjoying a family like we are. You see, Jesus came and filled in all of those things. He was born into a family, right? Born of Mary, Joseph, and in Jesus you find all of God. Wow. I don't know about you, but boy, I got to take a minute here to think about that. How is it that this very Son of God, the incarnate, the Creator, Redeemer, Sanctifier, becomes our hope, becomes our salvation, because He is the Savior of all? You know, this morning we ponder about this word become flesh and dwelling among us. He's here in our midst. And no, he's not in the wooden carving you see up here. But yet he is here. He's here through the power of his word. Through the promises that he has made to us. And we know that our God, if anything, he is faithful. He is faithful to us. And this morning we rejoice in his faithfulness because after long periods of time where God relied on prophets and priests and kings to carry out his word, he now has sent his very son to be the go-between, to be the vessel that contains infamy for us, the infinite for us. That's hard, isn't it? Hard to imagine. It's really difficult, but yet John's words point us this way. <coughs> I didn't think I could ever sing too much, but I think I might have today. But as we rejoice in what God has done, he gives us the right to become children of God because he has delivered his name upon us. We know the world didn't receive him well. We know that the king, Herod at the time, wanted him killed. So much for kings. The prophets at that time weren't really listening to God either. And the priests, well, they'd gotten quite corrupt. But God still came in the midst of sinfulness. And remember, he had brought prophets, he'd brought priests, he'd brought kings into power. And yet, in that dark day, a great light was born. 
No matter how dark the sin of the world, God's light is more than enough to light it up. And that's our hope this morning. A certain and secure hope that the light of God in Christ shines to us as well. That his forgiveness is greater than the darkness within us. That those times when we rage and lose our tempers, that God will bring us around to repent of such things and receive forgiveness. Those times that we lash out at those dearest to us, then also we repent and receive their forgiveness and God's. You see, God's forgiveness is so great that it overcomes the darkness. That's the power of the word of God. The presence of God, able to come over all things and make them new. So may you and I today, this morning, as we are celebrating the birth of this light, this word become flesh, may we remember the grace and truth that came to us through him. The grace, the forgiveness, and all that Christ is to do for us. But this morning, the mystery, the word become flesh and dwelling among us. Here, and in here. Rejoice, people of God, for the light has come and no darkness can overcome it. Amen. Now may the peace of God which comes to us through our Lord Jesus Christ keep and guard our hearts and minds this day and always. Amen. <laughs>